morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Thanks for joining us uh, this morning. It is the first week of July, and uh, if you've been planting, if you have something in your garden or in your planters or whatever, those flower beds, you might be wondering, okay, that that big blast of heat, uh, how did that impact things, mm. all of that rain, the wind? Well, we've got some... Uh, Answers for you with Jillian McPhee, who is, of course, the leafy lady over at uh, Greenland Garden Center. Hi, Jillian. Hi, good morning. Good nice morning. to have you. I'm just listening to the two of you talk. <laughs> yes. During the, and I'm I like, didn't All right. even add a sip of coffee. I, <laughs> ha- I have some jargon I need to get caught up on. I didn't know onions could bolt. I don't know. I didn't yeah. know that they were running away from anything. So I do tend to be at a little bit of a loss. So I will do my best to keep up. <laughs> But you guys are killing me. Oh. <laughs> you love it. I, yes, love it, love it. Well, veggie gardening is new for me, so you two are actually... You know what is so cool about gardening is I love going around and learning from so many people. Mm. So on the garden show, we're all experts. But yes. the truth is is that I'm surrounded by the experts, and I always come in with a lot of questions. <laughs> and uh, the veggie patch started is because they said, okay, Jillian, you're going to go start talking about this. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to talk about it, i got to learn about it. Because you were so. always plants or decorative or flowers, perennials, annuals. Yeah. That was ge- that's generally your, your normal area yeah. of expertise? Yeah. yeah, so about 25 years in perennial gardening. Yeah. So I know like the trees, the shrubs, the, yeah. the flowers, the annuals, and that sort of thing. And so veggies are new. And veggies are hard. There's a lot of <laughs> ants and mosquitoes and, and slugs and, and slugs. you name it. Yeah, yeah. little critters, and the without a doubt. Um, I wanted to ask... Uh, um, because I think that um, uh, the, the the big heat, then the big rain and that wind, yeah. it took a, a lot of people's planters, yes. seemed to take a real you-know-what kind of kick in over yeah. the past uh, couple of weeks. Um, and, and, you know, especially some of you have those, like, droopy flowers that come down, the, the, the wave petunias and that sort of stuff. They're really all beaten up and looking really yeah. scrappy. What can we do to, to fix that at right, na- right now? And maybe is it time to do a little bit more fertilizing? Yeah, well, there's a couple different things at this point. So in May, they're, you know, they've just started flushing out. Yeah. They're big, they're puffy, and they're looking beautiful. Right about now, exact same thing that you said, that heat. Um, and their roots are really tight yeah. and things as well. So you want to... Make sure you're deadheading and getting rid of any of the weak stems, um, anything that's yellowed, anything that's no longer blossoming. Some people will cut them back like by a third. Um, And I've seen people where they've taken the entire basket, they soak it for about an hour in water, and then they'll add compost to the top of it where that bare spot is often. Um, and that, along with the cutting and then fertilizing again with that higher middle number, so like a 10, 5210 or whatever, the 20, the, anything with a higher middle number will get those roots going and <laughs> get it. the blossoms going again. So so when we talk about deadheading, though, and cutting back, I mean, I think a lot of people are really afraid to to cut back as much. It's like going in for a haircut. Are you going to take a half an inch off? Are you going to take three inches off? And people and get terrified about that. you got to wait for it to all grow back. Right? Yes. 
Yeah. But it, it, it comes back pretty quick. It comes back pretty quick. And that's how you're really going to get that flush again. And it's hard, too, because we just want to hold on to our blossoms so, so bad, right? But you really, in order to get that secondary flush, you should be pruning them back and fertilizing again, for sure. Well, that gives, that gives people hope. because It could be really frustrating if you've created all, you know, this beautiful back garden kind of an idea and the yeah. flowers and then watch weather just beat it up. So yes. there's hope. Yes, There's there, always hope. There is Jillian. always hope. And you know what? Like I, so hail, like I've mm-hmm. lost my entire yard mm. to a couple of those hailstorms. So that's the one. I love a good thunderstorm. Yeah. There's nothing better than that blue sky and then that weird little calmness before mm-hmm. the, the clouds come in and then that crack. Like it's so exciting. But then I'm always watching for that line, right? Because that hail, whew. Not helpful. Yeah. No. Get no. out there and move those uh, those planters as quick as possible. When it when no. it comes to deadheading mm-hmm. your flowers and your 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 yeah, what's the proper way of doing it? Do you just take the dead flower off or do you take it down to the to the stem to the Yeah, you take it right down to the stem. Because then that's down to the where the Yeah, branch. where that elbow yeah. kind of thing is right down to that. What do you do it that way? Uh, because then it's going to promote new growth coming from that space. So if you leave just that dead yeah. stem there, it's Nothing happens. Th- no- nothing's going to happen. Mm. So yeah, you got to cut it right back. Is and you can so- pinch them so they, you know, I've learned it's that yeah. green, you call it's called green thumbs because of people pinching off yeah. all of that. Mm. But a nice pair of scissors or a good pair of clippers makes life easier too. <laughs> yeah. Totally a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> I, like to, I like to make things easy. And so yeah. one of the things that drives me nuts in our own yard is just mm-hmm. the number of weeds that... that, that and yeah, I guess you could you could you could weed every day, all day, all the time. Yeah. Uh, d- does mulch work as a, as a weed suppressant? Because I've always thought that if I threw if I put mulch out there, the weeds are just going to grow through it, and then it's yeah. really a pain in the butt to get to. So I was chatting with Aaron and Karen yesterday because again I've got that smaller yard, and so I just use compost because it's very very easy for me just to go and clean it. So in bigger spaces, bark mulch, um, and a lot of people will say, oh, straw, blah, blah, blah. But apparently that'll uh, create a lot of disease and will bring in your rodents, etc. So they're like bark mulch for sure. And you want to get like four inches at least, and that's going to create a really good barrier for the weeds. You might get a dandelion here and there, but if it's moist and that mulch will keep that moisture in, they'll be easier just to kind of go around and pull. Mm. So um, Karen has a nice large acreage as well, and for years she just tried keeping that soil black, um, and then she... um, Tim, who was the yeah. owner of Greenland, he came in and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, um, yeah, she put about four inches of mulch, and it's important not to use the landscape fa- fabric. I'd always thought you're supposed to, or that it would help to block the weeds, and then the, the bark mulch was mostly decorative. Yeah, no, so the bark, it's, you want it, it's like a forest floor, you want it to sort of break down and feed itself, and then that's going to feed the earth and and feed your plants, keep those roots cool, keep everything healthy. If you've got that layer of landscape fabric under there, what you're creating is weeds can kind of get into that mulch and they'll just apparently just sort of sit on top. So you really want that that mulch to break down and add uh, like a couple of inches um, every year or every second year. Any yep. concern though with because some of that that uh, that mulch or that bark has got color in it? Yeah. So uh, apparently now the again the the bark is cov- uh, colored with a veg- vegetable dye. Okay. But I would definitely, if you're picking it up, like read if you're getting it by the bag, read the bag and make sure it says 
Because I, you know, the thought of any kind of artificial dye or something going into the... Boy, you'd have to buy an awful lot of bags to cover four yeah. inches in a large yeah. area. Yeah, bulk. Go bulk. Yeah. But in, 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 in gardens, like if you're doing like um, a raised garden bed, something like that, mm-hmm. is it mulch good as well around like tomato plants and that sort of stuff to help with, you know, keeping that, that some moisture in there? Yeah. No, it's really, it's like a top dressing. So it's, it's... It's really good. If you're doing a raised bed and it's not a huge raised mm-hmm. bed, I would just use compost just because okay. it's going to it's gonna help feed the plants over and over again. I don't know if the mulch will break okay. down that fast okay. in order to feed them, but it is going to help uh, keep the moisture in. And things like the strawberry plants and stuff, if you put that underneath the runners, it's apparently keeps them quite healthy too. If First time growing strawberries this year. Oh. Yeah. Just, in a, just in a container though. Yeah. And how are you? Are you getting strawberries? I've got five. <laughs> yeah, I know that's... <laughs> and then, like, the, bir- then birds. the birds come in and they yeah. steal them. You have your five perfect strawberries. I, I know. Have a puppy who yeah. likes to snitch things off off the off go. the plants, especially tomatoes. No, no, no. Yeah. Do you have any questions know. for the leafy lady, Jillian McPhee? She's right here in studio, ready to take them. If you have them, 780-496-0063 on the text line. If you want to send in some of those, we have lots more to talk with her about coming up right after this. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. Six seventeen. Thanks for joining us on the uh, Thursday edition of the All New This Morning. It's Jaylen Daryl Morley's in Regina. We'll check in with him coming up in a couple of hours ahead of that game tonight. Your Edmonton Elks taking on the Riders right now. Jillian McPhee, the Leafy Lady, uh, of course. Yeah, you can hear her on uh, the Garden Show right here on six thirty. Ched on sun- Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. On Sunday mornings, or you can go visit her out at. Um, Greenland Garden Center uh, as well. Uh, we're talking about, you know, all things gardening. Question for you, mm-hmm. and I know veggies, is, you're trying to, f- you're, you're, figuring, it you're out. figuring it out as well yeah. right now. When do you know when to pull things up? I mean, right, so, you know, my, my beets, my, my carrots, yeah. have got all the big tops on them right now. Yep. But how do you know when to... Well, how many beets do you have? I just pull it up and take a look. Like if the, if, like if the, that's what I did last night, yeah. and I was like, oh, so, I don't want to waste them. They were very big, so yeah. I'm like, ah! So, yeah, I... Um, so you actually get, follow yeah. the timeline where it says, okay, for maturity, 90 days, well, and wait that's, it out. again, with the whole gardening thing, right? Like, yeah. I, it's... I don't know how people can say I am a garden expert because the truth is, is the vegetables are the experts. You never know when things are sort of ready. I would say for beets, like right now, mine are small because mm-hmm. my first, uh, we planted our carrots and our beets kind of early. Yeah. And so because of the heat, they didn't germinate properly. So I've got a lot of leafy greens right now. But last year I had great carrots, great beets. And I just waited for that little top to just pop up over the over the earth and then dunk. And yeah, it yeah. Was, so as soon as I see that little roundness coming, yeah, yeah. that's when I started harvesting. Yeah. It's the reverse ice. 
it's the reverse iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not yeah. what all is underneath. Yeah. If there's a ton up top, that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean there's a ton underneath. No. There, so I agree. That's, yeah. what we, that's what we used to do back in the day. Just <laughs> yank one and went, oh, that's nothing. All right, yeah. we got a lot. It, it, it's fun to hear you say that because, you know, you know so much about perennials and about annuals and about different kind of plants and trees in the backyard. Yeah. But it's, I guess it gives you some understanding when people want to get information from you because you also are still learning about some other elements as well. So you can identify with some yeah. of those. Well, and you learn every single year, like just when you think you've got the answers. Like I can give you combinations of plants that look really, really beautiful and will grow well and I can help you with your hardiness zones for sure. But every season you're presented with new problems that you have to research, right? Like it, the learning curve on gardening never, ever stops. And I'm always asking people, like I, I ask questions all of the time. So I'm going to throw another one at you. Uh, Tomatoes right now. Yes. Uh, Tomatoes, um, if you've planted them, they've been in the ground probably six, seven weeks now, whatever it is. Um, They're they're getting big. They're getting bushy. Yeah. Um, You want to make sure that all that energy is going to some of the fruits that are probably developing right now. Yeah. I, I, I've heard, you know, people tell me to, to print, prune, get back. Uh, they call them the, the little critters that grow in the elbows, those little yep. ones and yep. that sort of stuff. Yep. Or do you let a bush right out and hope that you're going to get as much fruit as possible? What is what is the recommendation? Well, a lot of people do do that pinching a little bit early on. At this point in the game, I would just leave them and let as much flowers and fruit come. So the most important thing I think with the tomatoes uh, at the moment are to feed them. Yes. So there's something that you have to just continuously fertilize. And so uh, again, being at Greenland, so Tina Burback is like the tomato queen. (laughs) And so she always makes sure when she's planting her tomatoes that she has the bone meal and the calcium in the hole and she fertilizes continuously through the season. So there's a there's, she's got slow release in there, and then I think she is also adding, again, that higher middle number. It's 15, 30, 15. Okay. So what helps the blossoms? Uh, just really quick, because we yeah. want to dive into some, some stuff with your social media here in a second. Yeah. But uh, just from the text line, I've seen this as well, some of the trees where there will be a couple of branches that have yellow leaves for yeah. some reason. And it's usually not widespread. It's, it's, yeah. why, what, what, what happens there? Well, you just have to take a good close look. So there could be a break in the stem too. Like it could be a little bit of a weak limb. And so that the the water and the juice isn't getting to those leaves. Um, Yeah, I have some interesting stuff happening on my... It could be fungal, like right now too, because of the weather extremes. So when you've got that hot, cold, hot, wet, blah, that creates a whole lot of issues. Mm. But usually yellowing is either there might be like a little break in the Mm. the limb that has to go. Um, If you're looking for fungal and disease, you'll see bumps in the leaves or you will see um, curling and that kind of thing. And then you've got to figure out what the pest is and how to deal with it. (laughs) What the pest is. I I think about, and we've talked about this, Dara, I think about having to to, to depend on the land 50, 100, 200, yeah. how many years back? I mean, yeah. thank you learned because you had no choice. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness gracious. I mean, because, uh, but but the information passed down from learning over the years has yeah. been, uh, that's that's just wild to me. But that was I, the social media of the day yeah. is passing yeah. down from one right. to the other, right? Yeah. Well, and I grew up on a family farm. And so we had, a, a like, my, at my grandparents across the road, they had a really big patch. And the whole family came and helped. So it was like rows of cabbage yeah. and 
you know, oh. the fall was a harvest and a celebration. It was uh, fun. Reaching out to people, you've really mm-hmm. started to crank up your social media a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I've now follow you on Instagram and vice Thank versa. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know about being in your backyard in your pajamas <laughs> doing gardening, oh, but you know, yeah. whatever. My poor son and his <laughs> friends, Cole. They're so good. Those boys are so good. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? And so, is it is 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 it an educational thing? Is it just exploring? What you are you know doing? what? I'm trying to figure it all out. So <laughs> I was I was saying when I was a little kid, I grew up with this show called The Prairie Farm Report, and I loved that man's job. I love people. Mm-hmm. So just walking around, figuring out, you know old fellas making their own Zambonis or whatever. (laughs) They always had these tricks to the trade and I thought that was really interesting. And so I'm trying to figure out a way, well, to show people a little bit about gardening, showing the things that aren't perfect as well as things that are beautiful and working um, on my my own page. Um, And then I think I'm going to try and get out there. I'm going to start meeting some more people and instead of me being always in front of the camera, I really want to showcase the portrait of the gardener, right? So I love, the, I love the music, yeah. the music and yeah. the photography together that you create with reels is really beautiful. And then um, I've got another project with my girlfriend, Twyla, who is just this incredible gardener and wonderful person. Um, she's very good at organizing. So she's doing all the <laughs> editing and taking that on. So that's Smart. Twyla and Jillian. And we're, we just got back from Parkland Peonies where we shot a video. Yes, with the, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. So people can find it at uh, the Leafy Lady YEG on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Lots of great stuff on there. Jillian, always Thank great you. to talk with you. Thanks oh, for coming in. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Very good. Okay. <laughs> More coffee.